Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Oof, we had a good time in Asheville. I'm gonna make a post about this Grand Fondo because sometimes people are like, dude, why are you doing a Grand Fondo? Like some of these race purists. <laughs> I'm doing a Grand Fondo because, man, it's fun as hell. And it was awesome to bring our husbands and wives, and I had a friend in Asheville. Uh, to a cool city where we can go out to dinner, we can do things, we can enjoy the weekend beyond just normally being at a normal bike race in the middle of nowhere. So I've been doing Grand Fondos for about five years now, and I definitely don't see myself stopping. I actually just signed up for the one in Boone, which is super close to me, in two weeks. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a blast, um, but that's why there's been some podcast silence and then I climbed 14 and a half thousand feet yesterday and was pretty tired. So we're back. <laughs> Had a really great message from my bud who I was talking about in episode, I had to look back, number 248, where I said, getting better doesn't take 30 days. He had made the comment to me about, hey, what, you know, the no sugar thing, well, how long are you doing it for? And I was like, well, it's not like a 30 day thing. Like if you're going to do it, do it. And he messaged me back. He's like, hey, I listened to that. My counterpoint would be that a lot of times taking a huge drastic change doesn't allow for someone to have it stick. And it's not necessarily a manageable thing to make a big impact moving forward. Like you really only might end up going 30 days because it's so drastic that eventually you just fall off the wagon. You go back to normal old habits. Whereas he had said something like the whole 30, not only did it reinvigorate some good habits that he relearned, but then he found some new habits. And so I was and am pretty aggressive in my thinking of like, if you're going to do it, do it, right? Um, But he makes a great point. Like, I'm not trying to say that small changes aren't a good thing. But for me, if I'm going to say no sugar, I'm going to just say, hey, I'm done with sugar and I'm going to shoot for the moon with it. Now, if I'm saying it's something that shouldn't be in my life, removing it for just 30 days doesn't make sense to me because I can stop anything for 30 days knowing I can go back to it. Um, So I would rather say, hey, I'm done with sugar. Find what that roadblock is. Find what is the sugar that is the hardest for me to give up or that I just can't seem to get around. And then focus more directly on that. Like then laser focus all my energy on that one product or time of day or meal or whatever it is. So otherwise, the 30-day thing for me is just a Band-Aid. You know, it's not addressing the issue that I'm trying to address. So maybe that's just me, but I wanted to share his thoughts because I do agree that taking frameworks like the Whole30 are good if they introduce you to new things. I mean, when I tried the vegan thing, my one friend was like, I bet you won't stay vegan, but something will probably stick in the way that you eat. Um, Number one, Well, I learned a lot of things, but I definitely got more into legumes and beans, no doubt. So I think of chickpeas. I ate a lot of chickpeas during that point in time, just because I was like, what's proteiny? That's not black beans. I need something else here. And you can do a lot with those. So another thing I wanted to add um, that kind of, you know, we were talking about the sugar thing and 
he had made the comment that he wanted to stop eating out as much as he did. And so him and his wife were gonna limit it to one night a week, which I think is awesome. And I said, hey, also think maybe proactively of where you know there's gonna be healthy options or at least something that you can eat that's not gonna derail the success that you're making throughout the week. Because if you're super hungry and like running late, like that's when you might default to like five guys. And you're like, oh sweet, I'm gonna get the single instead of the double and like a huge fry. Now all your hard work, it's not down the tubes, but you could definitely go somewhere where healthy doesn't have to be, uh, doesn't mean it doesn't taste good. So the other thing he commented on was processed foods. And so, you know, dot how to remove sugar when there's processed foods around. And I said, great, you know what? Let's do exactly what you're talking about and do this in steps. Number one, processed foods shouldn't be in your life. Processed foods are bad. There's, there are ways around it. And I'm not preaching here. I was processed food king. I was candy king. Like I am not touting any high mode of greatness or anything. But if you are here listening to this for performance, processed foods are not are not the way to go. Um, now, of course, I'm gonna be like, well, wait, you guys said that you like eat candy on a bike ride. Yeah, sugar on a bike ride and try to avoid sugar. In my opinion now, I'm seeing the light of the no sugar thing off of the bike. And I didn't really go super in on this, but it was Craig who coaches with us, Craig Polson, Craig at evoke.bike, had posed the challenge to everyone five to 10 grams a day of sugar. And I was like, damn, this is gonna be really freaking hard. And slowly I eliminated the products that had sugar in them that were around me, like fig bars. And I would eat some like Cliff bars during the day and use ketchup that had sugar in it. And I was like, wow, there's sugar in a lot of stuff that I usually didn't really didn't pay too much attention to you because I was like, well, I'm riding a lot. It's all good. And uh, shout out to an athlete, Daniel in Switzerland, who was like, hey, and this was 12 months ago. I might have talked about this before. Maybe it wasn't 12 months ago. I can't remember when he decided to cut sugar out. And two weeks in, his watts kind of dropped. And he is, was eating fruit, monitoring his caloric intake. I mean, like I'm eating enough, like I'm replacing the sugary stuff with not sugary stuff. And then it was like a light switch. Three weeks later, his watts came back. Literally same exact thing happened to me. I marked when I stopped. About two weeks in that week, I was just not the like, like high revving. I would think I was doing some like over-unders. I was just a little weak. Didn't I was... Or actually, I should put it this way. The perceived exertion was much higher than it usually was. And then it was like a light switch. And I've been leaner than I've ever been because of getting rid of sugar. So I told this athlete, hey man, number one, get rid of the processed stuff. And then you'll notice, like when those things are gone, you'll notice that way less things have to get removed in your daily life because a lot of the sugar that's in your diet is probably in this processed stuff. So this fits with his small steps idea. Number one, remove things that are prepackaged and processed. Number two, evaluate what else has added sugar like dressings, sauces. There's gonna be some weird stuff in your fridge that you're like, damn, there's sugar in this? 
Then number three, let's limit the sugar to five to 10 grams per meal. Four, reduce it to five to 10 grams per day. I think number three is going to be easy for a lot of you. Four is a little bit tougher. And then five, go to zero sugar. Just do it. Don't do it right when you have a big race. Um, Don't do it before nationals. Just do it when you have time to let it play its course. Um, But yeah, I want to thank Jared for pointing out that small steps can make a difference. But I also would add, don't let the small step be your finishing line. Shoot for something bigger. Shoot for the moon with it. And then attack the problem with laser focus. The end.